Welcome to the Association of Insurance Compliance Professionals podcast. AICP serves the insurance compliance community by promoting relationships, exchanging information, and providing learning opportunities within a dynamic regulatory environment. You're listening to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, How Allianz Led the Way. Establishing and running a DEI program for employees can be daunting, but Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty is rising to the challenge with success. Join your host, Thomas Hauk of Thomson Reuters, as he sits down with Constance Jackson of Allianz to discuss the DEI program Constance helped pioneer at her company in the wake of the George Floyd tragedy of 2020. Thomas Hauk is a subject matter expert in regulatory compliance for insurance and financial services at Thomson Reuters, where he is currently celebrating his 25th anniversary of employment. He's a graduate of St. Olaf College in Minnesota and Georgetown Law in Washington, D.C. He has worked for Thomson Reuters in virtually every region of the U.S. and currently, and hopefully permanently, resides in San Diego, California. He currently helps coordinate the activities of the AICP's Committee on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Constance Jackson is a Senior Regulatory Compliance Analyst in the Legal and Compliance Division at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty, N.A., Chicago office, and is the SME for the Entertainment Division, the Energy and Construction Programs, and the Commercial Inland Marine Segments, all countrywide. She is an alumni of the University of Illinois, has been employed by Allianz since 2013, and carries over 40 years of insurance industry experience from multiple Fortune 500 companies. Constance currently resides in the Chicagoland area and has been an AICP member since 1987, where she is currently volunteering for the AICP Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Initiative. And now, here's your host, Thomas Hauk. So we are here today with Constance Jackson from Allianz, who has had a, a long, illustrious career at that company. And we both work on the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Committee at the AICP, trying to shine a light on efforts within the insurance industry and what's going on with respect to diversity and inclusion. And Constance, in our first conversation about the work that we're doing together, you were telling me about everything that you've done at Allianz. And I said, well, wow, this is, there's just so much information here that I think that we should just do, let's just go ahead and do a podcast on this. So that's why we're, we've gathered here today. So welcome Constance. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to have this opportunity to speak with you and fellow colleagues regarding this very uh, personal and much needed initiative. Yeah, likewise. So why don't we start by, why don't you just give us a little bit of an outline about some of the work that you've done and are doing at Allianz today and just kind of, you know, give our listeners a little bit of a, a background. Yeah, for sure. My organization, and I'll refer to it as Allianz, but it's actually Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. And we realized, our leadership realized that there was a need to have a safe space for our employees to go to learn from and to communicate concerns, especially after the George Floyd incidents here in North America. So what we decided to do is we developed the AGCS, North America Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council. And that organization was developed and created five work streams. Each work stream has a separate initiative 
to bring us all together as one so that no one is left out or no factors or concerns would be left out. Initially, the council spotlighted racial inequality, racial discrimination, and then we moved on because we realized that there were other groups who had concerns of similar nature. So now we also look at topics including, but not limited to, women, LGBTQ+, disability, as well as seniors and more. Each organization or each work stream, and I'll tell you what they are, we have a marketing division, networking, communications, education, operations, and performance management, as well as we have a Canadian component, and they mimic everything that we do in the U.S. Okay, so let me just back up for a second. So you've got these, so the five are the work streams, the the marketing and networking and whatnot, or are the work streams for the, the different interest groups? The work streams are definitely, they each have a separate component of what they do. Okay. And I can tell you what they are. Each work stream is led by one person within our organization. And then they have volunteers such as myself, and I'm in the communications work stream. Okay. The uh, marketing work stream is responsible for developing and executing a marketing and event plan that addresses PDE&I topics, such as racial inequality, racial discrimination. The networking work stream is to support the information and maintenance of the diverse relationships that are aligned with the council's effort to drive diversity, equality, and inclusion. The communications work stream, which I'm very proud to be a part of, will raise and sustain awareness around the different initiatives that the council is executing upon as it pertains to systemic racism and other related aspects in our workplace environment. Education work stream is to help promote an open and inclusive work environment where everyone's ideas are heard and considered. Operations and performance management is our final work stream, and it ensures the operational effectiveness and performance for the North America DE&I Council. Again, we have the Canadian work stream and their responsibility and role is to ensure that the activities within the DE&I console work streams are properly replicated within Canada. I am on the communications work stream, which is led by Lamont Roseman. And what we've done thus far, we came up with a book club. So the first thing we did was we decided on a book that would be healthy, informative, realistic about diversity. Okay. And and is this like being part of a book club where everyone who wants to participate, you know, read, you know, agrees to read the book and then gather to discuss the book? Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yes. My organization, Alliance, decided to purchase this particular book. Oh. And they gave them away to anyone that wanted them. Okay. And that was open to really anyone who worked for Allianz? Anyone that worked for Allianz was able to receive either the hardcover or the electronic version of the book. Okay. Well, that's really amazing. 
Yeah, it was. It was really very, very helpful and thoughtful for our organization to do that. Upon uh, receipt of the book, it is Difficult Conversations with a Black Man. That was the book title that you started with? That was it. Okay. And that author actually did podcasts with Roger O'Dell, NFL, and he was very instrumental in getting the NFL to realize the significance behind kneeling during the game. So he was very instrumental, the author, in convincing them that that should be allowed. Also, you'll find that information on the internet. He did a conversation with Matthew McConaughey because a lot of people don't really understand what the issues are. Yeah. And the best thing to do, we have found, is to have discussions. So it's a great book. Do you have an idea of how many people participated in this first book reading? I believe it was 175 copies, and they're all gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, so did you have a, a group discussion or like multi? Did you have just one discussion group about this, or did you have multiple sessions where people got together and talked about it? Yes. And one of our volunteers led the book club discussions. And they broke out into multiple groups and determined different regions of Alliance. And they did small conversations about what was, you know, contained in the book. And then we did follow-up questions on our intranet. Right. Did you have an idea of the makeup of the group? Did you have people from, you know, from multiple races and multiple backgrounds coming in to participate in this? We did. We did. We had uh, various ethnic backgrounds, various age categories, various levels of employment, from senior management all the way down to people who were part-time. So it worked out very well, and the results were very positive. I thought it was a great way to answer some of the questions that may be difficult for people to ask and to respond to. So the book did that for us. Another thing that the communication group has done is we are honoring different groups. And the first group we did was Black History Month in February. That initiative, we had uh, volunteers to look at historical information and bring to the forefront African-Americans who were instrumental in our country with civil rights, as well as inventors and people you should know is what we called it. We also selected, and I was selected, to write a bit about ourselves and what was important to us and different questions and concerns that the group had and we responded to. So we had an employee spotlight every week during the Black History Month. And it was, I think, four African-Americans and an Asian-American that did a podcast. This is, this is really interesting. Did this give people from backgrounds different from yours, did it give them an opportunity to really learn and understand a little bit more about some of the things that you have, you know, that, that you have dealt with in your, you know, in your professional career and, and in your personal life? Absolutely, it did. And I can, you know, share that with you at a later time. But they had questions for us and they asked us who our heroes were. And 
of course, I um, had to take that opportunity to talk about my grandmother and her journey from the South with the Great Migration from the South to the Northern States as a uneducated woman who, at the end of her life, was considered a millionaire. And the way that she did it with bringing other people up and provided a home, food, until people got on their feet. And it's a wonderful story. And and everybody had an opportunity to tell their own background. We had someone from Oklahoma who talked about the Oklahoma race riots and so on and so forth. But it was very successful because we added it to our Connect page, which is sort of like a Facebook social media, but it's internal. And after reading the story, you could leave a comment. And the comments were exceptionally positive. And I think we had an overwhelming response to them. Wow, that's great. Well, this, you know, the the story of your grandmother really reminds me of a few of Isabel Wilkerson's books, which, you know, became, especially the book Cast became extremely popular over the past year. And if there's one, if there's one thing, if there's one, if you could even think of one positive thing that came out of the whole George Floyd murder, it was bringing so much awareness. Yes. To the general public. And I, I know a lot of people who have read that book. And the one that reminded me of your grandmother was the one, I think it was her book prior to cast, it was called The Warmth of Other Sons. And it was really the story of the Great Migration as told by, I think, five, you know, four, five or six different narratives from different individuals, all of which had left the, the Jim Crow South and had gone to different places, one of whom went to Chicago, but a really, really interesting story. Yeah. My grandmother, which we refer to her as Big Mama or Seal, she uh, was uh, uneducated and, and went to uh, Chicago and started working for the steel mill in Chicago. And she could not fill out the application. So she indicated to a young white woman that she left her glasses at home. And could she help her fill out the application? Although she could not read. The young lady was very accommodating and helped her with the questions. And they both got hired that day and became friends. So, yeah, it was it's a very compelling story because a lot of that is true and the stories don't get told. We at Allianz, I am so I've I've been in the industry, as you said, for over 40 years at various companies. And I have never seen an organization that was so intent on bringing this to the forefront, addressing the issues and making it a better place for all of us. You know, inclusion of employment and opportunities, diversity, uh, so that we all could be one and understand each other. I mean, it's just been a very, very successful arena for all of us. Well, yeah, and what just from what you've told me alone, it sounds like, you know, I'm very impressed with Allianz's work in this area, you know, because I, I think that a lot of companies today, they want to, they at least want to make an appearance that they are doing some good work in this area. But it sounds like, you know, it sounds like from what you've told me, Allianz is really, they're really walking the walk. They are. And our latest initiative, which is really interesting to me because I, I had to find out where it fell in the categories. But for this month, 
the DE&I Council, is celebrating generational diversity. We're putting the spotlight on employees who represent the five different generations working side by side with AGCS. And those generations are Generation Z, born 1997 to 2012, the Millennials, born 1981 to 1986, Generation X, born 1965 to 1980, Baby Boomers, born from 1946 to 1964, and something called Traditionalists, and they were born pre-1945. And there's been a lot of jokes because everybody wants to know which category I fit in, but I say that will never be disclosed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've kind of you've you've given us a little bit of a hint. I mean, you're, I mean, I I personally have just celebrated my 25th anniversary at Thomson Reuters, and that's not even my first job. So that gives people a little bit of a little bit of a clue. But those are definitely fun conversations. And right. Interesting thing that I've seen with the different generations, because I associate with people from all walks of life. And so people can really cross generations. Sometimes it ends up having to do more with who people really are and what their interests are and what's in their what's in their hearts rather than when they were born. So, you know. Yeah. But that's that's really fascinating. Let me ask you uh, another question. What you know, Allianz has done such great work here, and it sounds like you were there for the genesis of it. Now, what what advice would you have for someone who works at a company who doesn't have something as robust as what Allianz is doing in this area? In my opinion, and from my experience with what we have done, I think that you have to be organized first, know what it is that you're trying to achieve include the most diverse group that you can come up with. You have to really be careful about exposure. A lot of people, they want to do everything confidentially. So we've had surveys and, um, you know, we've had question and answer sessions. And we find that sometimes people may be reluctant to speak up and be honest about their feelings. But there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong feeling. That's why we have this initiative. Fortunately, our organization has put a lot into uh, making all of our employees comfortable and having a safe space to go to to express their concerns. So that is key. I think making it fun and being inclusive of all nationalities, ethnic backgrounds, races, etc. Well, well, I'm hoping that people listening to this will find your company to be an inspiration in this area and you personally too, because I think that it sounds like you were really one of the ringleaders in getting this all started. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I'm very excited about it. And when they asked for volunteers, I probably was the first one that sent my name in because I just, I know what I've seen at other organizations for over 40 years. And I've been in all roles from leadership to underwriting. And it's not just within an organization. It's also with the partners and different states or different regions have different issues. And we're trying to handle all of that because we are a global organization. And I think that if everybody really makes a commitment 
as Allianz has done, they'll find that this could be very rewarding. Yes. Okay, before we wrap up, do you have any other topics that you'd like to hit on? I would just say that with any new initiative, there's always going to be growing pains. You could take those growing pains and those things, lessons learned, and turn them into positives. Just don't give up the effort because it's very important the way that we are now in North America, in other countries. It's very important to have a initiative that shows concern. And without it, I don't think we'll get past what's the current climate and things to come. So my advice would be just don't give up. Stay with it. Learn from it. Incorporate new measures as needed. And yeah, you'll have a great opportunity and and make it fun. Definitely got to make it fun. We also have a game that we're playing with the uh, seniors now. It's based on Alex Trebek's Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yes. So I think it's called Generational Jeopardy. Oh. And uh, we're just formulating that now. So I guess it's questions and answers from historical perspective and current times. So if you were born in the 80s, who, who was the most popular group or if you were born in the 50s, what dances did you do? So, you know, we're making it fun and we're serious about this effort. I would love to play that because I, I, I am an aspiring Jeopardy contestant. Not really, though. There's no way I'd even pass the test to get on it. But I, I watch the show religiously. So I do, too. Yeah. Well, Constance, I want to thank you very much for participating in this. I think that your story is inspirational. And I think what your company's done, especially, is inspirational. And it personally, it's given me ideas about things I can bring back to my own place of employment. Absolutely. And so I look forward to continuing to work with you on this diversity committee at uh, the AICP. And thank you. Thank you again. Well, I would say to you, Thomas, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to speak with you, my colleagues, my AICP members. And I I, uh, can't stress enough the uh, support that we get from our organization, Allianz, and that my management and leadership has allowed me to be a part of this. And I mean, I'm available for any questions. I I, I love doing this and I uh, will do whatever is needed to make sure that AICP also gets a good start in, you know, making this effort work. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.